Welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot. I'm Kyle Gilmore, and as always, I got Bill Montoya here with me. Uh, And it is great to be back. It's been a long while. Absolutely. It's been way too long. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be focusing on, uh, obviously, the game going on right now uh, with the NBA Finals. We have a bit of baseball talk, and we'll dive into a few things, uh, football and hockey. But um, I definitely want to start, obviously, with the Warriors. Uh, being your team, I want to. I want your thoughts on where the series is right now. So after they lost Game Three, I, I wasn't feeling too hot about it, especially the the, the way that that game went. Uh, but and you know they had the Steph injury as well. Al Horford rolled up on his ankle, and you know throughout Steph's career, he's had ankle issues, and anytime those get tweaked, it tends to knock him out for at least a couple games. Um, after the game, he said, I'll be good to go. So, obviously, that that calmed some of my nerves. But um, he wasn't 100%, although you couldn't tell in, in game four. I mean, he went off for 43 points, brought the series back to Tide, and gave the Warriors home, home court advantage again. Uh, they're back in San Francisco tonight, and they just finished the third quarter a couple minutes ago. Uh, Jordan Poole hit a big three to end the, the third quarter. So, Obviously, that that's exciting. Um, I really hope they're able to take this one, and then all they have to do is win one of the next two to uh, take home their their championship. But I will say, uh, Boston has definitely put up a lot more fight than I thought they were going to coming into this series. I thought the way that the Warriors were shooting, especially with Jordan Poole, Clay was contributing quite a bit. You even had you know Wiggins, and then. Gary Payton the second, all those guys were contributing in, in the previous series. So everything was pointing out for the Warriors and, and it's really been a slug fest. I mean, you gotta give credit to these these Boston Celtics, the the big three for them, Jalen uh Brown, Marcus Smart, and um Jason Tatum, although Tatum hasn't been playing that well, but they've had big performances from Al Horford in, in game one and I mean they've been shooting the hell out of the ball. So it's it's been impressive and and really it's just been a great series to watch. I mean, even though I would love to have seen, you know, a four game shutout in, in the Warriors favor, I mean it's still great to see good good competitive basketball. So right now Warriors are up ten, fourth quarter, nine minutes left. So hoping that keeps up and, and like I said, then they just need to win one of the next two to, to take home that championship. But what have you thought of it so far? Um, I guess I have two main points I want to touch on. First one, if Boston wins, I apologize. Um, if Boston wins, that will be two seasons in a row that I have called the winner of the NBA Finals before the playoffs started. Yep. So if that happens, I apologize, Bill. That was my bad. Um, but That's I pretty impressive streak if you're able I to know. do it, but I know. it won't make um, me feel any better about it. No. Uh, I, I'm just really, I'm with you. I'm very impressed with, um, I mean, everybody had Boston as losing this series, um, for the most part, which I mean, rightfully so golden state is dangerous, but I like Boston because they, um, they play a lot of defense for one. Um, I've really enjoyed watching smart this season. So it's kind of why I started following them a little bit, but yeah. Uh, it's just kind of two different approaches to the game and seeing them clash is kind of fun. The one other thing I do want to comment on is Draymond Green has gotten on my nerves. 
Um, I'm not impressed, man. He's got a mouth on him. Um, I mean, we had, we had talked off offline about this prior, but, um, you know, his, his argument about the nineties players, you know, being tougher or not that I, I think Gary, Gary Payton made the statement senior, by the way. Um, yes, to be clear. Uh, but it's just the glove, not the mitten. Right. Right. It's, it's not an argument Draymond should have ever approached because a, he's no. just wrong that those nineties teams, it was different basketball. It's like comparing, you know, football from the eighties to present day football. It's just not the same. And that's okay. It doesn't mean athletes today are not as talented or as skilled. It's just a different league and why these modern day players get so bent out of shape over this drives me nuts. You're just in a different league. It's yeah. it's like when Dan Marino put up 5,000 yards. It was a big deal. Now putting up 5,000 yards is just what top quarterbacks do because it's a yeah. different league, and that's okay. But um, you're never going to win that argument either about the, right. the 90s. I mean, that's that's yeah. the most popular era of basketball. So, of course, those guys are going to think they were the, the best and you know yeah. they were the toughest guys, whatever. And yeah, like you said, completely different league now. Well, and that started me, this is what started my kind of like, what are you doing? And then to finish it off, um, you know, everything he was talking about on the podcast where then that got people fired up that he was talking too much. And yeah, um, obviously what he's done on the court has not been, um, you know, blockbuster. He still does what he does. He does a lot of things that aren't on the stat line and I will give him that. But well, <laughs> oh, his man. first three games in in the finals were were rough. I mean, yeah. game four he definitely played well. Uh, I think he had eight points, nine assists, or no, nine rebounds, eight assists, something like that. I mean, the stats were where you would expect them to be when you say that he had an impact on the game. And right. game five, he's played very well up to this point. So I don't have a problem at all with them doing podcasts. You know, after after the game or whatever. I mean. Ultimately, that's their time, and then you know you just hope that starting the next day they they go in and, and look at the film and figure out what they can correct and do those those things. So I'm not I'm never going to get after a guy for what he does in his free time. Uh, what it? How is it our job to say what they should or shouldn't be doing? I mean, they're the professional athletes, you know. But I would agree with that. I would, yeah, I was going to say, but go ahead. Yeah, no, for sure. There's definitely a but there. When you are creating a sideshow of yourself and not putting the performances on the court to match it, I mean, at that point, you're more of a distraction than it's worth. And I made the comment to you that I wouldn't be surprised if this is Draymond's last season with the Warriors. Uh, I really wouldn't. Um, Obviously, his cap hit and his play has declined not a ton. I mean, he's still an impact player, especially in the regular season. But this, this playoff series has highlighted that, you know, He's not the player he used to be, and no. sadly. And I, I think you could go younger. I think you could go younger, somebody who obviously can shoot better, who also might check some of the boxes he does. Like I said, I get that he is not He's not going to lead your team in scoring every night. He's not that kind of player. Um, but uh, I don't know. If you're going to talk as much as he's talking, I, I would expect for you to not – I mean, I feel like he talks. He's like that guy that gets the group of friends in a fight and then wants everybody else to finish the fight. <laughs> like, he just runs his mouth and then is hoping that Steph's going to carry him or, you know, whoever takes over that game. I just, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm always a bigger fan of the quiet guys. I've always been that way. I don't like the loud mouse anyways, but he's just rubbing me the wrong way. So I'm, so, you know, I'm not always going been for a, it. a defender of Draymond, but I know a lot at of the same know. time, you, you gotta, you gotta put your money where your mouth is. And if you're running your mouth, better be a lot of money there. <laughs> but yeah. so it's, I mean, like I said, he hasn't been the same and Clay definitely has not been oh, the same man. this entire playoffs. The way that he was coming on towards the end of the regular season, I had high hopes for him to just, you know, break out. He had a couple good games in game six against the, uh, was it the Grizzlies? I can't remember. He had one of his typical game six clay performances where he just goes off. And that gave me a lot of hope that that's what we would see. Maybe he does that in game six of this series. Whenever that is, I think it's on Thursday. So maybe we see that vintage play performance, but I don't want to count on it because if you're counting on it, I don't feel like he's going to come through. So that's the only thing that's dis. I don't want to, I don't know. It's not disappointing. It's part of playoffs and it's just how it works. But that's the one thing that might disappoint me about this series in the end is I feel like Tatum is not playing his best ball and Clay is not playing his best ball. And the series is already fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. But how you know, both those guys hit, you know, hit the ground running in this series. I'm curious, I guess, what the, what the games would have looked like. Maybe no change. Yeah. I don't know, but I always want to see two teams at full strength, um, you know, duking it out. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good series though. It's been fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, this is the most fun I've had watching basketball in quite some time. And we've, we've been so busy just traveling and getting the backyard in shape and, and all that, that, I actually didn't even get to watch game three and it's probably better that I didn't get to watch it live because it was very disappointing, but going back and watching it, you saw a lot of the things that they didn't do well. And I had a good feeling they'd be able to fix it. And they definitely corrected them in four. Yeah. And I mean, they're they're playing very well tonight. So I'm I'm just hoping this momentum carries and then, and then we'll be talking about another championship here shortly, but moving on from basketball, Let's talk a little baseball, and do you want to go with your Pirates first? Do you want me to talk about uh, Sure. The, okay. Uh, Buckos are, I mean, it's pretty basic. It's kind of rinse and repeat for me. Um, you know, we're still at the point where the game outcome's not really, you know, as important. But at the same time, we're also to the point, I guess I should backtrack. Um, we've called up a ton of rookies. Uh, we got Jack Sawinski in the outfield. I absolutely love him. He's made an impact right away. Uh, Tucapita Marcano, um, he's made a huge impact. And actually, he was part of the Adam Frazier trade. Um, and looking back now, we absolutely won that trade. So that's a positive. Um, Cal Mitchell came in. He's He hit his first homer, actually, the game that I was at. So that was fun. And Boy, then Rowanzi, yeah, um, played Diamondbacks. And then Rowanzi Contreras is kind of like our young up and coming pitcher and he's actually in the starting rotation he has our lowest dra um he's got some really really good stuff and i hope he continues to grow um and that's kind of our storyline right now is our we have all these rookies up here and you know they're competitive like even tonight we ended up losing seven five to st louis which st louis is now in first they passed the brewers uh for national league um central um we were up five zero um somebody who's struggled in the past mitch keller came in started wonderfully pitched a great game um we were up 5-0 when he left uh he did leave two guys on and then anthony banda came in and 
unfortunately we gave up ended up tying it and then they went ahead so it's frustrating because i feel like we had the game in in our hands tonight and we gave it away but um it's hard not to be excited seeing these young guys contributing and not just not just contributing they are excelling at times um it's very exciting obviously knowing what we're trying to build um one of the last ones i'm waiting to see obviously is o'neill cruz um i think the fans are fired up about it. They're mad that he's not pulled up already. And I get it. We all want to see what he can do, but I do think he's kind of a gem and they're trying to make sure that literally they've checked all the boxes before they dump him into the, into the big leagues. Um, so yeah. I'm okay waiting a little bit and we're stacked and, on those positions kind of. And he got off to a, a really hot start, but has definitely he's slowed down, down since. And well, he's he, actually, He's on his way back now. His last, okay. he's he's on a tear right now, which is why the fans are fired up again. And I get it. We all love the guy. He's he's an anomaly. Six seven shortstop. It's fun. Um, but I do like the approach because we have guys that are filling in right now and playing well. Um, well, so and what I was reading sure. is he's struggling on the defensive side of the ball as well. So especially in the outfield and they yeah. want to use him out, utilize him out there a little bit also because of our situation on the infield. But I don't well, think he's ever going to be an outfielder. I don't think it's a fit for him. I don't. Well, and I don't know that a six, seven shortstop makes too much sense either. So I think they're probably trying to find a place for him to plug for him sure. in and, and get him situated for the long term. So that's probably why. And I, I get the fans being frustrated and I'll get to that on my side as well. But just wanted to offer that little tidbit there of what I'm uh, what I'm reading from talent evaluators on him because I was yeah. definitely curious why he wasn't up as well. And that's oh, yeah. just his, what I was reading. His bat's still deadly. I mean, he had a little bit of a slump there, but he's brought it back. Um, and that's it. He's either – I think they're hoping he either picks up the outfield or something changes to where he's on, you know, in the, on the infield rotation. But outside of that, it's a lot of growing pains. Um but it's a noticeable change from last year. Um, regardless of record, we're competitive in the games far more than we were um, at this point last year. Uh, our biggest thing is I just, I, I really hope we address pitching in the next couple of years, be it free agency, whatever. Um, we really need to get some pitchers in there because we got a lot of guys struggling. But other than that, I mean, it's bucko baseball, watching young well. kids and it's fun. There is an approach that I have heard may work, and that's drafting a pitcher in every round of the of the MLB draft. So maybe you guys try that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you pull the old shotgun <laughs> method. One of them's going to land usually. You it's hope. working really well for the Angels. So, uh, well, people thought it was. <laughs> it looked like it was. Yeah, until um, they lost what thirteen uh, in a row. I think. I think it was more than that, wasn't it? My, it was either 13 or 14. I can't remember. But, Oof. yeah, no, it, we'll get into the Angels and their firing of Joe Madden. I think that was one of those things where they just weren't planning on extending him, so they may as well move on now in, in season and see if they can get things fixed. If not, they were going to move on from him in the in the offseason anyway. But um, to my A's that have been very disappointing, um, this is one of those seasons that, I mean, it's been so long since I've seen a season like this. It really has. And yeah. as an A's fan, I'm kind of spoiled because, yeah, we have a lot of early exits in the playoffs and we have payroll issues. We have a terrible owner. 
we have all that stuff. But our front office is absolutely elite and usually keeps us in. Even on, on our down seasons, we're usually, you know, very competitive, usually in it towards the end of the season. And then once once we realize we're not going to make the playoffs, then the, the front office makes some moves to trade guys away at the trade deadline and things like that. And that's when we start to see more losing. But so far this season, we're, we're 20 games below 500. Like, I think we're 21 and 41, if I remember right. Four in territory for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's been awful. Recently. We went on a nine-game losing streak just a couple weeks ago. And then we took a series from the Mariners. I think we won one more against. Shoot, I don't even remember who we won one one more against. Then we lost ten in a row. So two, two nine loss streaks in in one season. I think they said that's the first time that's happened since like the seventies, if I remember right. I think it was seventy nine. So yeah, it's been it's been some bad baseball. And I think the frustrating part for me is that you know, they haven't moved on from some of the older guys that are taking up that playing time. So it's it's not like we're even getting those guys in and, and seeing what they can do. We're we're just losing. And for what for what cost? I mean even when we've scored early, we've taken the two there was five games in a row we took a two oh lead to start the game and we ended up losing four of those. I mean Paul Blackburn took a eight inning no or eight inning shutout, and they ended up losing in the ninth, three to two. I mean, it's it's that's just embarrassing. And it seems like that's happened to him several times this season, where he's had really good outings and just gets no run support. So those are games we should absolutely be winning when he goes out there and gives us eight of of shutout baseball. We yeah, you got to win his that job. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's been some regression to the mean for you know Danny Jimenez. He was our starter, or our closer. Had I think ten ten saves in a row with without losing any, and he's lost I think three of his last four. So he's in a rough stretch. He can't throw strikes. I mean, he's throwing heat, but can't get it over the strike zone. The guys are being a lot more patient. So a lot of things to uh, not be excited about, but. Uh, one thing that I did see is Ramon Laureano. He had a nice little outburst where he was, you know, arguing about basically that the pitcher that the opposing pitcher wasn't coming to a complete stop when he was coming into the stretch. When there was a base runner on, it should have been a balk. They didn't call it. it. Happened again where he where he quick pitched one of the A's hitters, and Laureano got really fired up and and started screaming expletives at the umpire. Got tossed from the game. But just prior to that, he uh, got the team fired up in the dugout. I mean, he was shouting and saying, we can't keep doing this. Someone, Someone's going to have to make a play. We've got to stop this. We can't keep losing nine games in a row and expect to, you know, have jobs at the end of the season. So he's doing his part to get his team fired up. Obviously, that stopped the 10-game losing streak. They they won 5-10, to 10, hit a ton of home runs. It was just great baseball. To- for once in, you know, a long streak. Um, and then I just wanted to shout out a couple guys. Like I said, Blackburn's pitching out of his mind. I think he's going to be our, probably our lone participant in the all-star game whenever that comes. Um, and then Seth Brown and Christian Betancourt are both starting to heat up the plate. Uh, Seth Brown hit a grand slam recently. Betancourt has hit three home runs in, you know, the last five games or something like that when he'd only hit one the rest of the season. So, He's uh, 
he's he's catching heat. He made an adjustment at the plate, so that's all looking up. But I really want to see Nick Allen. We just got announced that we're bringing up Jonah Hyde, and he's been tearing up the minor leagues. He's quickly moved through the farm system, so I'm excited to see what he can do. They've not made an announcement for the subsequent move. They won't have to make that move until tomorrow. But I'm very interested to see because Jonah Bride plays all over the infield, and I wonder if this might be the end of the Elvis Andrews era. Um, Been a long time coming. Well, I mean, he's actually been playing pretty decent lately, but like I said, no, but he still never was what you thought he was going to be or what they no. thought he was well, going to be. Yeah, I was going to say he was exactly what I thought he was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not what they thought he was going to be, but, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I really want to see Nick Allen. I want to see Jonah Bride. I want to see some of these younger guys actually come up. If that means we're moving on from people, well, let's do it. I mean, there's no I'm sense. Yeah. If you're going to lose, you know, a hundred games in a season, you may as well get the guys that are, maybe the part of the future may as well get them involved and, and see what they can do. And, and if they're not going to be the answer, then better figure out another answer. So that's where I'm at right now. It's been a tough watch. Like I honestly haven't even been watching most of their games, which is a huge change for me. Usually I'm watching every yeah, single game wild. and maybe it'll change once NBA finals are over. But I mean, right now that's what I'm watching NBA finals. I'm not watching too much baseball. And that kills me because <laughs> it's my favorite sport. But all right. So you got some notes in here about the NFL. So what, what do you want to talk about first here? Um, actually, before we dive into that, I just want to do a quick, I guess, shout out for NHL. Um, we got a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup. I don't know what else to say other than I absolutely despise the Tampa Bay Lightning. So <laughs> let's go, Avs. Yeah. Um, in all seriousness, though, the Avalanche are playing some really fun hockey. Um, I, I'm really impressed with what they've done. Um, they added their young defense, uh, Makar. He's a stud. I think he was kind of the missing link as far as where they had their exits and stuff from the playoffs. So go, Avs. The Lightning can eat shit. Um, yeah, no, that's, 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 I, that's well all I got stated. in NHL. I mean, um, I don't, I don't care about the lightning so much. Like I, I don't have anything against right. them, but it was fantastic to see the avalanche just take it to the Oilers. That made my day oh. because of Evander Kane. So mission accomplished him. there. I hate him. Um, yeah, I despise Evander Kane, but with that being said, we can dive into some football. Um, I figure we'll start with some of the. The bigger stuff, we can finish with our teams a little bit. But oh. I wanted to get your, I wanted to get your thoughts on this Tyree Kill comment. Um, well, real quick, or, oh, go ahead. I think Andrew Wiggins just ended Boston's final series here. Oh no! But anyway, <laughs> little have, nasty dunk by Wiggins. Oh. But yeah, we'll we'll get back to the football. So you said Tyree Kill? Yeah. So for anyone listening, that's you know, not up to date on this. Basically, uh, he's he's made comments comparing Tua and Patrick Mahomes. He said that uh, Patrick Mahomes has the um, the the range and the throwing arm, but that Tua is more accurate. No. Um, so after the fact, yes, thank you. No, most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But after the fact, he's come out and said that he didn't like the way he was being utilized in Kansas City and blah 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 and all these. So basically. To me, it's showing he was unhappy 
And so now he's just blowing smoke because I'm sorry, there's nothing that Tua does. And I don't mean this is an insult to Tua. There's nothing he does in his repertoire that is even close to better than Mahomes in any facet. I don't care what part of the game. You cannot tell me that he does anything better than Patrick Mahomes. No. And I'm not and a I, Patrick Mahomes fanboy, but he's he's very good. But I think anyone that even would make that argument, the only thing that they would have is saying maybe the scrambling ability, but he hasn't been able to do that even since college. I mean, he got yeah. hurt in college and hasn't been a scrambler since, but I think that stigma is still there that he is somehow good at scrambling or making plays, and it's just not true, but... This was a uh, yeah. head scratcher for me. I just he's taking no, shots just, is what I took it as. But yeah, Tyree Kill just wow. didn't like Kansas City anymore, and and that's what it is. I mean, you could just say that. You don't have to compare quarterbacks, and that's like I like the tactic that uh, Devontae Adams used, and that was when when he was asked, "Well, why would you want to go from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr?" and and what do you think he offers essentially and uh Devontae basically said just like me i don't compare myself to um jerry rice although that's what i'm hoping to work towards so if i keep stacking these seasons like i am i think at the end of the at the end of my career i can probably be compared to him but that's what i'm working towards (laughs) and that's just like Derek carr he's not aaron Rodgers. But that's what he's working towards. He's He's trying. Yeah, he's trying to get his resume to where Aaron Rodgers' resume is currently. That's what he's trying to do. So no, and that's that's one way to say it. I love man. That is correct answer, Devon. Yeah, correct answer. That's all. Exactly. Even if you think you're better than everyone on the planet, that is the correct answer. Yep. So So. yeah, that's one way that I think it could have been said, but I wouldn't expect anything less from Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's. Clearly never been one of my favorite players and you know, he had all the off the field stuff that apparently just disappeared and, and that's why I've never liked him. I won't even draft him in fantasy football to my detriment often. Oh. But, you know, I don't I don't like him, I don't mess with him and, and you know, he can say whatever he wants about Tua. Tua is not even close to Patrick Mahomes and well, not we'll see it, that like, shortly. It's not even an insult to Tua because he's no. he's got some talent. I'm just saying, like, what are you doing? It's like I, I I don't even. It's like comparing Tom Brady to like Mac Jones. Mac Jones. We'll go with that. Comparing Patriots quarterbacks, like it just doesn't make sense. It's a dumb comparison. It's not fair to the other guy. Nope. And now think about the pressure you've now thrown on Tua. But well, anyways. I mean, Tua has got all the pressure in the world on him right now because they've True. thrown all the weapons around him and They're said, "Okay, but... let's see what you can do." And if he doesn't, I mean, he's going to be out of a job shortly. So we'll, we'll see what he can do with Tyreek Hill, but I would almost guarantee, I would put my money on it that Tyreek Hill will not have close to the season he had last year with the Chiefs. And and that's not going to be just to his fault, but it's going, going to be partially his fault because of how limited he is offensively and, and what they can do. So he'll, he'll be regretting that move other than that bag of money he's got with him. I, I so. think it's all he's going for anyways. Yeah. Um, with that being said, speaking of quarterbacks, I actually have a couple other quarterbacks I want to talk about. Um, so I don't know if you saw Cam Newton's statement about the NFL. 
Um, I no. guess it was something to the idea, and I'm not even saying he's wrong, but it was something to the idea of you're crazy if you think there's 32 quarterbacks out there better than me. Um, which fair argument. I mean, he's he's had an MVP season. He's you know he's done things. He's a known commodity in the NFL. So I don't think he's wrong per se. Um, I mean, you still have some teams that are lacking in the quarterback department. But um, so the question I'm posing to you. The easy answer would be obviously Carolina, maybe bringing him back, um, whatever. But do you see anybody kicking the tires on him and bringing him back? I mean, you guys have even, you know, been connected to um, Colin Kaepernick. So, I mean, what do you think his options are? Do you think any team takes a shot with Cam? I would love to see him on on the Raiders as as a backup, obviously. I mean, if he's looking for a starting quarterback job, I mean, that severely limits his options. Are you talking about Cam or Colin? Cam. Oh, okay. Well, I would like either. I mean, I think both of no, those. No, I just guys... wanted to clarify. I wasn't sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree with Cam. There's not 32. But the thing that those other quarterbacks have that he does not is youth. And, and you know, they also have some. Uh, what am I trying to say here? They have some maybe upside that Cam doesn't have. Cam has a definite, a defined ceiling, and he has yeah, a defined floor. He's a he's a known commodity. He's not going to surprise anyone with what he can or can't do. Um, and you know, I mean, he since he had that shoulder injury, he has not been the same at throwing the football. He can say it; it's different, but that's what it is. And yeah, no, I would love to see him on the Raiders as that backup quarterback as the you know, goal line set up where it gives them more options without getting exposing Carr to to getting hurt on those rollout plays where he's, you know, doing the RPOs, maybe diving for the goal line, things like that. So I definitely would not mind seeing him on the on the Raiders, but if he's looking for a starting job, yeah, like you said, maybe over Sam Darnold. Uh, he's better than Drew Locke. I can say that for sure. Uh, he's better than Geno Smith. So there, there's a few options out there for him. I just don't know if if those teams are really going to go with the people that are in place um, or if they're waiting for Baker Mayfield, which we'll talk more about him in just a second. But I think that that domino has to fall before anyone else gets moved on. And and that's going to be, that's going to be the situation. And I think the interesting thing is going to be if the Deshaun Watson news comes down and Baker's still on the team, that's going to be interesting what happens because I would bet very soon we'll have news on Deshaun Watson, especially as more of these revelations come out and my God, did Cleveland do any research on him? But back to cam. No, let's just move on. I mean, yeah, I think we've covered cam. Let's, let's dive into into Deshaun Watson. And then I want to talk about Baker. Okay. Um, Yeah. They, they obviously there's going to be some correlation there because I right. think Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for the for, for the entire season. I would be shocked if it's less than eight games. Um, obviously, he didn't get punished criminally, which still makes no sense to me. I don't know what kind of evidence the, the lawyer for these ladies had, but his lawyer, Rusty Harden, went on a local talk show radio and said, hey, haven't we all had, uh, you know, happy endings at the end of a massage? It's like, well... No, and I don't think that's legal either. And he's like, well, you know, it's it's 
if they're not paying directly for the happy ending at the end of the massage, it's not illegal. So that's their whole defense is that, you know, I I don't know. I mean, mean, the fact that he went on the radio and said that is just baffling to me. Well, and we're up to that's admitting cases now, right? I think it's more than that. The last time I seen it was up to 24, I guess then. Yeah, I thought I thought it was twenty six. Maybe I'm just mistaken, but yeah, twenty four, twenty six, whatever it is. There's sixty six different massage therapists that he used, and all yeah, of them have said something months. similar. Uh, I'm still stuck on the Calvin Ridley situation. If you give any kind of a disciplinary action that's less than two years, like that's a message right there. Like the NFL, in my opinion, needs to be very careful with this because. You punished a guy for betting $1,500 on his team to win, so it's not like he threw a game. And I get it. It's against the, their, you know, code of business conduct, all that stuff. Like, I get it. I understand that it broke broke rules. But, but as a don't comparison, partner with all these freaking betting sites. Right, and it's not like he cheapened the game. He didn't, he no. didn't try to lose. He was trying to win, and he tried to bet on his team. So, yeah. be that as it may, two years. <laughs> so now well, I thought it around. was... I thought it was one year, and then they said indefinitely. So he's guaranteed to miss at least one season. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe I read that wrong. So even a but season, if, if, if he does not miss at least a season, you are sending a hell of a statement out to the world from the NFL. And with everything that these young players, you know, get in trouble with, I don't think – it's a slippery slope. That is not a message you want to send to your players. So – I don't know. I'm blown away by this still. Um, so without you said a year is I was going to ask you, what is your opinion? What do you think is going to happen? What do I think? I personally think a year also. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a year. I think it ought to be two years. I mean, that's what MLB did with Trevor Bauer and kind of the same situation. I mean, he didn't get prosecuted legally, but there was plenty of evidence there that something went on that, you know, maybe wasn't supposed to be going on. And like I said, I reserve the right to change my opinion if the facts change in that case. Absolutely, but absolutely from what I've heard, yeah, from what I've heard, Trevor Bauer is probably not going to win that appeal on his suspension. So it seems to me that if the NFL does anything less than that two years, it's going to say that we're taking a softer stance, even though there's a higher likelihood that you know, 66 women are saying the same thing that maybe some of it's true. I don't know. It's got to be. Some, well, and there's some truth to it because they've admitted to it. I yeah. Mean, I mean, they essentially the, the admitted to it. I mean, is there regardless. He said in on trial that he apologized. They have messages of him apologizing for making them uncomfortable or whatever. So, I mean, it seems like. The Browns literally just said, hey, did you do this stuff? And he was like, nah. And they were like, okay, here's $230 million guaranteed. Well, and that, so, that was their research. All right, so with that being said, I want to talk about the Browns. Yeah. This is the most Brown move. I mean, this is the most Browns move ever made. I will never understand this team. And don't get me wrong, I love seeing them flounder. It's <laughs> glorious. They even screw up but signings. This is a franchise that has waited so long to draft a quarterback that would make a change. Yep. And they did it. Baker Mayfield, regardless of what anybody's opinion is about him, he came in and he won games for him. Yep. They made playoffs. I mean, he has taken them where they have not been recently. 
And in return, you played him hurt. And then he struggled towards the end of the season hurt. Yep. You dump him. You do this to Sean Watson stuff. Don't get me wrong. There's things Baker did that I don't think he should have done that he handled incorrectly. But I understand where he's coming from. And even him being in division and loving that the Browns are just a shit show, I feel for the guy so bad because he's a talented player. There's plenty of teams that he could step in and impact and make them better. So with that being said, I mean, you you alluded to it. What happens? Deshaun Watson gets suspended for a season. What do you say to Baker Mayfield? See, and that's that's the thing I struggle with because if he says, like, his opinion is he's done that, right? So let's say early July, they still haven't made a move from or with him, and Deshaun Watson ruling comes down, he misses, he's out. Let's let's say minimum eight games, but I'm guessing the whole year. Uh, let's just say that now it's it's up to the Browns to go to Baker Mayfield and say, "Hey, uh, you want to start some games for us?" I just or? can't, man. I just cannot even. Which he did himself no favors by starting hurt. No. Um, no. Chris Long basically said he cost himself a good chunk of his career by playing injured and just urges players. He said, the only person that you're benefiting when you play hurt is yourself. If you're playing through an injury to get that contract or something like that. But if you're trying to, you know, win games, it's, it's not the best thing to do. And no one's going to forgive you for playing hurt. Like if you suck and you're hurt, no one's going to say, Oh, well he's hurt. They're going to say you suck. And that's what happened to the, to Baker. So I'm very interested to see what, how this plays out. I think, the Browns are hanging on to him with the idea that maybe Deshaun's going to get suspended. But oh, if, you're, if you're in Baker's shoes and they say, hey, we need you, can you can you come play some games for us? Do you go out there and play knowing full well that, you know, they basically just gave your replacement a giant contract that they wouldn't give you and all that? Knowing that if you play well, you're you're going to get traded into a better situation. And maybe you don't get any more games after this. What do you What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. It's really tough because, I mean, part of me wants to be like, if you can financially survive, tell him to kick rocks. I mean, that's yeah. what you want to say. But you make a good point because if he wants to have a career, obviously, if he could go out and, you know, if Watson is already only gone for eight games, say he comes out and wins six out of eight games somebody's going to pick him up. I mean, I think somebody, I can't believe no one has honestly gone for it yet either. And maybe the Browns wouldn't even field offers right now until they know what's going on. But yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Like it would be really hard to show back up and be like, okay, well I'll bail you guys out. He but, was a top, he was a top 15 quarterback last year or not I mean. last year, the year prior. Yeah. So you have to think now that he's healthy, he can reclaim that. So he's going to be an upgrade for a lot of teams. And he still got that upside. I mean, he's still a young guy. He can, he can sustain that success as long as he's not getting injured for, for years to come. So and he's got a chip now. He is going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. 
Not that I think, I mean, and I think one thing that's hurting him is OBJ's performance once he went to the Rams versus what he did the entire time he was with the Rams or the Browns. So I think that's hurting Baker's stock a little bit. But if he goes out there and that, that's the tough thing for me, if it were me and I had my money and, you know, I'm okay with where I'm at in my career, I'd love to just say, no, I ain't gonna, oh, yeah. I'm not going to play another game for you guys. Screw you. You made this situation. Get yourselves out of it. <laughs> I'm going but to the USFL. At the same time, he may never get to start again if he, if he says no. Down. That's the so, downside. It's a, it's a horrible situation. I really feel for him. I do. Yeah. I mean, for the Browns were just lost. And for him to come in and do what he did, and then I, I'm just – flabbergasted by it honestly yep so well i don't know one other quarterback situation we can pivot to and that is the jimmy g trey lance and the san francisco 49ers where do you think that situation ends up i I honestly don't know man i it i'm still blown away that baker and jimmy haven't been moved um I kind of was suspecting maybe they would be some draft capital and that obviously came and passed um, I, I feel like the Niners are wanting to move forward with Trey Lance, but I feel like they also like having Jimmy G as a security blanket. If not, yeah, I don't think but Trey's he's an ready. expensive one. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think the main reason he hasn't been moved yet is just because of that shoulder injury. He ended up having to get surgery, so a lot of right. the teams that would have moved on and or made a move to get him want to wait and see how that heals up before they make a trade for him. Um, so I think that's part of it. I also think that um, Jimmy is not going to fetch what they want to get for him. So if they've got to no. pay both, I mean, Trey Lance is on a rookie deal, so he's not expensive right now. You can carry both if you absolutely have to. Um I have I don't a know. feeling about Jimmy G, and I may be off base here, but when I look at Jimmy G and what I think he's capable of, and I don't I don't consider this a knock. I don't want people to think this is a negative, but I picture him being like a Fitzpatrick over the next ten yep. seasons. Um and that's not an insult. Fitzmagic was the man. Um he came in and filled in for a lot of teams and made things bearable and there is a place in the league for players like that. And because sure. I don't think he's going to be, you know, a starter and carry a team player ever. I don't think he's going to be, um, I could be wrong, but that's who I picture when I think of Jimmy G is a Fitzpatrick type quarterback. So, and I think they're wanting, like you said, what they're wanting in return to obviously does not reflect that. Once he gets out of this situation, I think that's where you'll see him is he'll jump around every couple of years um and help teams out but yeah he's definitely one of those stopgap quarterbacks that can win you games but he's also not gonna win a a lot of money man you can make a lot of money and have a hell of a career doing it so like i said i do not mean that as a knock yeah no i i'd be interested to see where he ends up and the funny thing is you know the 49ers were parading it around to anyone that would listen to him that they've got him first for two second round picks for jimmy g and they're just waiting to hear one more one more last offer from anyone. So, yeah, 
obviously they didn't actually have that or it would have been done if they could have got two second round picks before the yeah. draft but bluff called yeah all right so just a couple other notes we had are, are on our team so why don't you go first with yours uh it's it's Obviously, this time of year, there's not a ton of news, but um, I know the big one that's getting everybody fired up is uh, Kenny Pickett's taking the third string reps, which is exactly where I thought he would be. But of course, um, media gets wild. Um, we'll see what it's like when we actually get into training camp. Um, see, you know, see where see where the rotations get because he's going to start seeing reps. He hasn't seen reps with any of the starting receivers yet. Yeah. Which I mean that'll come with time, but I'm still a, a big believer that Mitch Trubisky is going to be starting anyways. Uh, they're going to bring him along, and as it's natural, so I'm not worried at all. But media's fired up. Uh, outside of that, Najee came in looking wonderful. Um, he's a stud. I expect nothing less. And I I really like our wide receiver room right now. If Claypool can return to what he was, uh, Deontay's obviously a stud. And then picking up Pickens was, in my opinion, and I'm biased, but that was a steal of the draft, uh, getting him where we did. So, I don't know. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty nasty wide receiver room. So I'm hoping to see that take effect this season. But I don't know. I'm excited. See where we end up. Obviously, quarterback situation is eating up most of the headlines. But um, I don't know. We're, we'll we'll see where we end up. Well. Vegas is not very sold on you guys being a contender. Never. The, the Browns have definitely moved into third place for that division uh, for best odds to win it after know. all this news is coming out. Um, <laughs> but you guys haven't moved at all. I think you're plus 750, if I remember right. So good. So long odds, it. but hope. I, I'm really hopeful that Mitch Trubisky is going to be a, a great bridge quarterback for you guys until Pickett's ready, and I, I think you'll like what you see out of him. But. All I have to say about odds before you dive into your Raiders is we were not supposed to be over 500 last year or make the playoffs. So, yeah, just saying. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Boom. Thank you. We guys got you guys in. <laughs> Thank God. That but, game was rough. Speaking Anyways. of my Raiders – uh, a couple news and notes here. We we signed a Chris Jones, but not the right one. We signed a cornerback, <laughs> not the nasty defensive lineman from the Chiefs. So that was another piece of news that, I mean, they've been signing so many guys that I think it's just to make the current starter, projected starters, really watch their back and make sure they're performing well. Um Trayvon Mullen, I don't know if they're getting ready to move on from him and maybe trade him, but, I mean, they brought in a ton of cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious why. I mean, he's one of those that has been injured quite a bit and is a Gruden Mayock pick, so, of course, they're not going to like him because previous regime, all that fun stuff. So oh, yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see them move on from him. Um, and then there was a a article by, I can't remember if it was Vic Tafer or if it was by Tashawn Reed, but they basically said Josh Jacobs is going to be splitting carries a lot more than he was last year, so don't look for him to be the bell cow. Uh, it's probably going to be more of a three-handed monster that they typically do in New England, and then they don't expect him to be back after this season uh, because even if 
he has a good season, they're not going to be willing to pay him what he's worth on the open market. So unless he's willing to take a discount, I don't think he'll be a Raider next season. So I like Josh Jacobs, but it also doesn't make sense to draft running backs in the first round for the most part. And it also doesn't make a ton of sense to extend them. So yeah. as this market dictates, I think that's probably the best move to make. But a move they did make is bringing Hunter Renfro back on a two-year extension. Yes, so sir. I have in our notes here the bag of him holding his bag of grapes in <laughs> college. Still don't know why that picture exists, but I'm going to get it framed and, and throw it up on my on my man cave wall. Now you so, just need to need to run into him and get it signed. Yeah, but. There, there's still a couple pending moves. I'd still love to see them pick up Daryl Williams at right tackle. They've been practicing Alex Leatherwood mostly at right tackle, so wouldn't be surprised to see him start the season there. Um, and then I think we're still awaiting to hear an extension for Darren Waller. I think that's probably coming in the next few days. The way that all these guys did their deals, it made some cap space for them to make that move. So. They have 20, well, prior to the Hunter Renfro signing, they had $24 million available for moves this season in, in cap space. So I'm excited to see, I, I was just going to say, I'm excited to see those three guys on the field at the same oh, time. Oh, man. It's going to be a very deadly. big change for you guys. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, I don't know that there's a better one, two, three punch than Jacobs, Renfro, and... Well, shit, Renfro, Devontae Adams, you got Darren Waller, yeah. and then you got, you know, D Derek Carr with the best position group he's had in, in ever. Ever, yeah. I mean, Crabtree was his last number one receiver, and Crabtree's nowhere near Devontae Adams. So no. it's going to be exciting crazy. to see what they can do. And it's still shocking to me that everyone has them as the least likely to win the division in in the AFC West. Like, I don't know. I could see any team in the division winning it. So the fact that I they're like see three long and four. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. I, don't, I do not see Denver taking that division. I also I, don't. I know that's unpopular, but I don't see it. And that's probably just some hate. But I guess we should have mentioned the Broncos did sell for four point five billion. I forgot. Yeah, so, I totally spaced that, but. And as Raf pointed out, any Raiders fan that still shops at Walmart, you're di directly supporting the Broncos. So probably need to stop that. <laughs> Ruh -roh. <laughs> Thanks, Raf. Yeah. All right. Anything else you wanted to mention before we shut her down? No, I don't think so. Other than I agree with what you said on the way in. Uh, it's just good to be back. I think we're on a two-week hiatus here. So hopefully we can get back to a regular regular schedule again. Yeah, I, I don't have any travel plans upcoming anytime soon. Got a lot of baseball going on that I'm helping coach and all that. But outside of that and the backyard getting done, I'm not too busy. So, you know, we'll, we'll get some more in here shortly. Just, just get soldier, uh, shoulder surgery and you'll have plenty of time. Beautiful. That's that's next on the docket. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. All it's right. been a great to catch up. Um We'll, we'll get some more content out here shortly. Uh, if you guys didn't catch this live, we will be posting it tomorrow uh, in audio format or on YouTube if you want to see it there. And then we'll, as always, post a clip of it to, to get you guys excited about it. But 
we we hope you guys enjoyed. We we always enjoy doing these. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for your support.